So nobody really knows what quality content means or really good content means. This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. For the third episode, I've invited Hannah Smith from the Verve Search. She's the head of creative there and has always excellent presentations at, on SEO at different marketing conferences. I'm not going to go into all of the details that we spoke about. If you want to find links on the things that we spoke about, go to timeformarketing.com. You will find all of the podcast notes there. And we are now more or less on every place where you can find podcasts. So go there and subscribe if you don't want to miss uh, any further episodes. And now let's go to the call with Hannah. Um, Hannah, welcome to the podcast. It's, uh, I'm very happy to talk to you. I've uh, heard a couple of your uh, presentations in the past and you being an SEO, if I should can say that, and myself being yeah, an SEO. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> you can say that. You're doing, you're always answering the most important or the most pressing SEO question, and that is where to get links. And you do it in your own very special way. So thank you to be uh, for you to be on the podcast. Thanks very much for having me. So we found you because you had a presentation on the Search Leads conference. And this is one of the many uh, great presentations that you had um how was search leads how did you like the conference it was amazing it was really really good so it was the it was the first time i've ever spoken at search leads and i have to say when i said yes i thought it was um i thought it was quite a small conference i thought you know like maybe there'd be a couple of hundred people um, and it would, you know, be kind of small and relaxed. And there was actually, I think I'm right in saying um, they have nearly 2000 attendees at Search Leads. So it's huge. It's a conference that's grown really quickly, really, really fast. Um, and it's a free event. Um, so like it, it was it was really fantastic. The audiences were so engaged and so friendly. It was a really great, really great event. Oh, wow. It's interesting. This is one of the conf SEO conferences that I sort of, uh, it's sort of, they were under my radar. Um, yeah. But from what I've seen on the this year, uh, all of the different tracks and all of the great speakers, uh, it seems that UK has a lot of um, free SEO conferences that have really excellent content. Uh, myself, I've been at the Brighton SEO and that was awesome, very awesome. Uh, conference so uh, we'll have to uh, us europeans will have to travel to the uk uh, more often obviously oh yeah no definitely I, I would definitely encourage people to come it's one of the things i'm really proud of actually here in the uk though we do have some great conferences which are paid for um but also we do we do like as a community run free events which i think is excellent um not least because when I first started in this industry, I was working for quite a small agency and we didn't have budget to attend paid conferences. So I was very much 
you know, it was like, for me, it was definitely like, if it was a free conference, then I could go. If it was something we needed to buy a ticket for, it was going to be unlikely I could make it. Um, so I, I'm definitely very passionate about supporting um, the free events uh, here and abroad. So yeah, definitely do come along if you can. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm sure you're probably known by now for your um, presentation titles. The one that you <laughs> On the uh, on the search leads was what happens when a werewolf bites a goldfish? Uh, yeah. What is, the, <laughs> what is the funniest answer you have gotten to this question? Were there any funny well, answers? So I so I I didn't realize that most people don't um, don't know or aren't familiar with um, werewolf mythology so the way it goes is that if, if if a man is bitten by a werewolf that man will become a werewolf similarly if a woman is bitten by a werewolf she will become a werewolf so for me like the answer to the question was was like really kind of obvious like if a werewolf bites a goldfish what you have is some sort of goldfish werewolf hybrid which is uh, you know the stuff of nightmares or fantasies I'm not sure which but like really like a wonderful idea I thought um but actually when I mentioned this title to a bunch of people they were like oh I don't know does the fish die and I was like oh okay then obviously it's just me that um was was big into werewolf fiction and <laughs> mythology as a kid um so yeah um yeah I guess like the, the the strangest answers have just been so the fish dies and people look at me in a way which suggests I should get out more um which maybe I should maybe I should um but I'm probably not going to but so. werewolves <laughs> were uh, sort of big also in Harry Potter so I would presume that this would some kind of somehow rub off of uh, at least a bit right yeah and and also like twilight had werewolves right i mean not not that i'm a massive proponent of twilight i think that that was a terrible series which no young woman should read or watch yeah, yeah. um ever but um I, I feel pretty sure there were some werewolves there right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so this is then the time uh, for me to say uh let's go into the uh your content of your presentation this okay uh, sure your five minutes to tell us what happened okay cool thank you so um since about 2009 i've been tasked with creating content um what sort of content well i tend to refer to it as content that journalists want to write about and people want to share um, and i do this um i create this content to gain links coverage and social shares and I do this because thanks to authoritative sites, thanks news outlets like the BBC, they increase the authority of our client sites. And over time, this translates into stronger organic rankings in search for our clients. For the most part, stronger organic rankings equal more money. And that's the end game, ultimately, to help our clients make more money online. Um, so as you alluded to, I, I do speak at conferences fairly regularly. And there's one question which I'm fairly frequently asked. I am asked, where do you get your ideas? And actually, it's a question I always dread because I don't have a great answer, which is unfortunate. <laughs> Nevertheless, it was exactly that question, where do you get your ideas, that I attempted to tackle in my latest talk at Search Leads. 
Um, so first up, I should say that I suspect when people ask me where I get my ideas from, actually, that's not the question they really want the answer to. I suspect that the question they really want to ask is, how do you get those links? And actually, that question is doubly tough to answer, because in truth, the answer lies partially in the idea and also what we do afterwards. So in my talk at Search Leads, I talked through a bunch of campaign examples in order to try and answer this question. Um, I'm not going to try and do that here because I have just five minutes, a very strict time limit. Um, but what I will talk about today are the three things which I believe will set you in really good stead if you too really want to get links from high authority sites like the BBC. So it looks like this. Uh, number one. Um, seek to gain a deep understanding of the media landscape. Um, what do I mean by that? Well, in the past at conferences, I've definitely said something like, give journalists something that allows them to write the stories they want to tell. Um, the problem is actually that that's a bland and frankly useless bit of advice if you don't understand the media landscape. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't understand the media landscape, then you don't know what stories those journalists want to tell. Um, and ultimately, you will really, really need to know. Um, so there are a bunch of tools that you can use to do this. I really like BuzzSumo. Uh, BuzzSumo is a paid for tool, but you can get a free trial. Um, and you can use the tool to search for particular topics to see the sorts of journalists sorry, the sorts of stories journalists are writing. Um, plus, you can also use it to search for topics within sites or within specific sections of sites. Um, so, for example, if you had a car insurance client and your car insurance client really, really, really wanted coverage from motoring journalists, you could have a look at specific motoring sites or um, sections of websites which deal particularly with motoring and see the sorts of stories which are most covered do something like that. Um, so like I said, I really like BuzzSumo, but actually you don't need fancy tools. You can get much the same data by doing advanced uh, searches on Google. Uh, so even if you can't afford tools, you can still do stuff like this. Uh, so that's the number one uh, piece of advice. Uh, gain a deep understanding of the media landscape. So number two, pay attention. <laughs> so an idea can come from anywhere. Um, you may get ideas from other smart people, either in this industry or outside of it. Um, or you might find an interesting study or data source which might spark an idea. Or you might just stumble across something in your Twitter feed. <laughs> or on your walk to work, you might see something that sparks an idea. I think the key is to recognize these things as potential ideas. Um, Neil Gaiman, writer and all-round excellent human being, and in fact, actually, the uh, inspiration for the talk I gave at Search Leads, he said this, he said, you get ideas from daydreaming, you get ideas from being bored, you get ideas all the time. The only difference between writers and other people is that we notice when we're doing it. There's another great quote I really like from another writer called Drew Gummerson, and he says, Good ideas rarely seem like good ideas at their inception. That's what stops the majority of people from having them. So I really believe that you need to pay attention to things that might become ideas. So collect them, uh, nurture them, validate them, uh, really pay attention. Uh, so that's number two. Uh, finally, number three, perhaps the most unpopular of the three, I'm not going to lie, um, I would advise you to work your arse off. Um, the truth is, if you want to get links from high authority sites, you are going to need to work really hard. So that means you work really hard on your idea. 
you work really hard on developing it. Um, uh, you also then work really hard to build or make whatever it is you need to best serve that idea uh, for journalists. So work really hard then. And then finally, work really, really hard on your pitches to journalists. Um, so one piece I did speak about at Search Leads is a great example of the power of hard work. Uh, for Party Casino, a client, uh, we created a piece called What Makes a Hollywood Hit? And we'd been pitching the piece to journalists for three weeks, three whole weeks. And yet we hadn't managed to secure a single piece of coverage. Nothing. Uh, but we were not prepared to give up. Uh, James Barnes, the person who was working on the campaign, reworked his pitches over and over and over again. And thanks to his tenacity, today the campaign has links from over 120 sites, including The Telegraph, Forbes, Enemy, Grazia and The Huffington Post, to name just a few. Um, so really, that's your three. Gain a deep understanding of the media landscape, pay attention to things that might become ideas and work your arse off. Um, to wrap this thing up, I think there's a bunch of mythology surrounding creativity uh, and indeed getting links from top tier sites. But all it really comes down to is how hard you are prepared to work. And for what it's worth, actually, this comforts me because it means that I don't need to be brilliant or well connected or even lucky. I just need to work really hard and I can do that. Uh, and I think you can too. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Hannah. Um, really interesting things uh, that you've mentioned in here. Uh, but one of the uh, more interesting that stuck in my mind is on the second point, when you say you have to pay attention. From when mm. I was small, I sort of feel that the most important advice that some that I've read, I have no idea where, because that was like 20 years ago, was to keep mm -hmm. a notebook with you to write down all of these ideas. Do you have such a notebook? Do you use such a way? <laughs> yeah, I have many notebooks. I'm actually a bit of a horror for notebooks. Like one of the things that I, I feel that I really ought to do is maybe some like embrace some technology and use Evernote or similar or something like that. But actually I don't. I still really, I am still very old fashioned in terms of, um, writing ideas down and, and actually writing things by hand. Um, but I think it puts you in a different headspace doing mm, stuff like mm. that. It also means that you, you don't miss out on things just because, you know, your phone's dead or similar or technology has failed you in some way. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I definitely... I definitely still use notebooks a huge amount. Um, I think uh, something that kind of just sprung to mind for me when you mentioned that is uh, something that my dad used to say. He used to say, you've got uh, two ears and one mouth, mm -hmm. like use them in that order. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, he means I should listen more than I speak. I don't think I've managed that yet, but like, <laughs> I think trying. it's a pretty good bit of advice. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, also uh, I will link to the uh, Neil Gaiman article that you mentioned. Yeah, please um, do. And uh, what I liked from him in that article, it was that he tells you that the ideas are born in the um, in when you are bored. Uh, and I sort of feel mm. that this is... It's just my personal experience. I'm not even sure if that is a question, but I worked best in the jobs where I was bored from time to time, meaning that I had time to think about stuff. And this is also what, how I feel that the best, uh, best ideas come 
when you have time to think, right? This is something that probably you, people have to take uh, if you're trying to be creative. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely I would. I think um, I feel that most of the time creativity doesn't happen under pressure or it doesn't happen well under pressure. Um, I think that the worst thing you can do to any human is sort of set them down and say, you have an hour, yeah. come yeah. up with a load of ideas for me. Because I think the second you do that, they will, like some sort of panic mode sets in, a huge amount of fear, self-loathing, um, everything kind of piles in on top of a person. And they're, at that point, they are unable to kind of come up with anything. And I think perhaps that's what um, Neil's talking about when he's talking about being bored. It's, 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 it, what does bored mean? It means that you've got some time on your hands and you're letting, you're letting your mind wander. And, um, there's, there's a ton of really interesting, um, uh, kind of hypotheses around creativity. Um, but one that particularly rings true for me is the idea that, um, uh, creativity is, um, it's, it's, it's about the coming together of things. So it's, it's maybe like, uh, a thing that your friend said to you last night, plus an article you just read, uh, and a piece of graffiti mm-hmm. <laughs> that you walked past this morning. And it's sort of all of those things coming together. It's this idea of creativity being confluence, this idea of things coming together to produce something new. Um, and I think that happens more readily when your mind is mm-hmm. able to wander. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, for the last question, let's go a bit back to the uh, acquiring links. I sort of feel that in the Mm -hmm. last 10 years, the mantra for links was build or make quality content. Has it changed Mm -hmm. into make incredibly good content and uh, present it in a (laughs) very specific way and then you'll get uh, organic links? I think... um... I, I think the problem with with either of those either of those definitions um, is that they are by their nature subjective. So nobody really knows what quality content means or really good content means. Um, and 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 how how could you? Um, I also think that nobody. I don't believe that anybody sets out to make things which are terrible. It just happens <laughs> by accident. Uh, it certainly happened to me. Um, so I I think it's. Um, I think certainly stuff has changed over time. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges now is that um, news is viral. Yeah. <laughs> so it it took. It took an awful long time, I think, for news outlets to really understand the nature of um, human behavior online. And it, and therefore, um, for a while at least, um, people like me and other, other, other SEOs who, who were kind of messing around doing the same sorts of things as me, and, you know, there's always been a bunch of us, um, we kind of got away with it with with stuff pretty easily. Like we didn't actually have that much competition. The so, the sorts of things we were making certainly weren't being made by other news outlets. They weren't being made by mm. very many other companies. Um, and and so as a consequence, I think because we understood human behavior online, we had a, a 
almost without knowing it, we had a really good understanding of the sorts of things that were likely to work and that humans were likely to respond to. And I think now, um, like I say, the, the news is, is viral. <laughs> like every other second, Trump is doing something heinous or, or ridiculous or terrifying. Um, uh, Brexit's right, kind right. of a big deal here. Um, do you know what I mean? Like the, the, the competing with that, competing with that news and that, that appetite, um, the sorts of things that we do, I, I feel like it's tougher mm. to stand out mm. against that. I also think that like success doesn't look quite the same as it used to. So I remember um, kind of if you if you made an objectively good in inverted commas piece of content, you could expect you know like a really good bit of content would get over a thousand linking root domains, which is a fairly poor yardstick of measuring good, but. Yeah. It, whatever let's not worry about that bit <clears throat> but you, you you know you did something good you could get a thousand linking root domains um <clears throat> now um i think i'm just trying to think back like the the most successful piece of content we've done in the last two years or so got about 500 linking root domains and for what it's worth i think it was just as good as the pieces in the past that would have got 1200 and I think that speaks at least a little to the competition that's out there and actually I don't think it's competition from brands so much or um, like other companies creating things in the space uh, you know or other agencies creating things in the space I really do believe that it's the like having spoken to mm. mates in the industry as well, they're seeing some, they're seeing something similar. They're seeing that like a really really fantastic piece will get about five hundred linking root domains as opposed to fifteen hundred or two thousand like it would before. So I do think stuff like that's changed. Um, and you know, like it's an evolving ecosystem. It always will be. You know, the things that the things that used to capture people's imagination won't necessarily or don't continue to now and maybe won't in the future so I think it's a it's constantly a challenge to keep evolving but that's kind of fun right? yeah that, that makes <laughs> our jobs fun because we have to learn to, how to do stuff better and different every year yeah right? definitely all right um so this was um your brief on the your presentation on search leads mm -hmm. uh let's wrap it up here we're a bit longer than normally I'm but sorry. that's uh <laughs> okay so on the great content that we have we can always do that <laughs> um hannah uh thank you very much for being here um you have any plans for any future conference um, uh, already uh, set not up? right not right now i'm i am teaching a training course at brighton at brighton seo um in september um and i think i with a bit of luck and a fair wind i may fix up a couple more speaking gigs before the end of the year um <laughs> so yeah watch the space i guess <laughs> cool all right um so thank you very much and uh yeah cool. we'll finish the recording here we should probably say goodbye i will <laughs> thanks so much for having me this was hannah smith from the verve search company and this is the end of the third episode of the time for marketing podcasts again subscribe go comment and 
rate the podcast and I hope to see you listening to the next episode.